Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Experiments Web Clinic Audio Replay Podcast. Marketing Experiments is an internet marketing research laboratory. The web clinic you are about to hear was broadcast live to an international audience of marketing professionals. Sign up to be invited to future web clinics, as well as gain access to all of our online marketing research at marketingexperiments.com. Welcome to Marketing Experiments. This is Clint McLaughlin. We've been doing this a long time, so we're entitled to make fun of ourselves now and then. When you look back over the years, it started so small, it's gotten so big, it's hard to believe all that's happened. I am here now, in fact, looking at this slide, realizing that we'll be at the ARIA in, oh, almost a month now, and hosting the world's largest summit of its type on the subject of... uh, you know, contact, email, and the strategies for communicating virtually instantly with, uh, with your customers in this new and evolving digital world. I hope you'll be there. I hope I'll get a chance to meet you. But in the meantime, I want to get right to today's clinic. It is a special clinic. It is to complete a promise from the last clinic. We had such a strong response and so many questions and people who were waiting to see their pages optimized that we're going to just briefly remind you what we talked about in the last clinic show you a flash of a case study, i.e. very, very fast, and then we're going to do live optimization. The pages that you've been uh, presented with on this clinic that you'll see and that I'll see will be new probably to most of you and certainly to me. I have not seen them at all yet, but I look forward to engaging with them as we look at pages and emails associated with uh, this, um, this topic of price. So let me quickly catch up on what happened in the last event. We spoke to you about the subject, and you can, you can catch up on the clinic if you weren't able to, to participate on the link that I'm showing on the screen right now. But we began by looking at an interesting case study, Test Protocol 11074. And we were talking about maximizing subscription revenue. And uh, we began with a software as a service company that offers a membership access to their product line. And for those of you that were on the last clinic, you'll recall that we looked at these pricing options. And customers land on this page, they choose a basic membership product, and they select the length of service. You'll notice that the treatment was different only in the discount, a 22% discount in an attempt to drive more subscribers to longer subscription durations. What happened? Well, you can see the two side by side. We voted last time and we talked in depth about this. The fascinating discovery was actually a sort of remarkable negative. A 19% relative increase in total conversions leading to a 10% relative decrease in total revenue. This last clinic, the one that we're building on today, was full of interesting case studies and some unusual alchemy as it relates to pricing and some discoveries that have motivated us and even changed the way we think about price. You may want to review it, but for now we go on to a case study you have not seen before and on a way to talk about price and its guarantee. I have three swift sort of slides that present this, findings, and then we're on to live optimization. You'll see the background. Uh, It is a mid-sized furniture company selling mattresses. And you'll see the this sort of the context here. This is a variable cluster test. You'll see a guarantee, and that guarantee appears in three locations on the page. Notice the wording, because that's what we need to pay attention to. 100-night comfort exchange, a 25-year warranty, 
And then again, the emphasis of the 100-night return policy. You'll see free shipping, and again, try it for 100 nights, a reinforcement, and then down at the bottom, you'll see another version. So this is design A. Look at design B. This time, it says, a promise is made. Try your mattress for 100 nights and sleep better or your money back. This is in a complete sentence. Notice in green, conversational questions are presented with a guarantee again for reinforcement. It says, not sure if a botanical bliss is right for you? Why not sleep on it? And then again, it talks about it. And then look at the third. The messaging is very important here. Worried about buying a mattress online. Learn more about plush beds, comfort exchange. Three versions, side by side. Here is A, here is B. Use the Q&A feature of your go-to meeting to vote. Audience, tell me, what's the best one? Here we are. Thank you, Daniel. I just read your, your, your note. All right. Natasha says, good. Uh, Rick says B. Dave says B. Martha says B. Emily says B. Chris says A. Then Don says B. Graham says B. Alexa says B. Amy says B. And on they go. Keep voting. Keep voting because we're watching. And as you do so, as I've often said, we go back and review every single vote. We think about how the audience is responding both to our learnings and to the questions we pose in these uh, sort of special clinic events. Would you like to see the answer? Let me help you even further by showing you the claims. There they are on the page, now side by side. A and B. As your votes finally tally, let's discover what happened. Here's what we discovered. A outperformed B by 167%. Now, the first thing to note is that's a dramatic difference. That's not a near difference. Something very important is going on here. We're seeing a dramatic difference in response, and yet the change itself is primarily focused on the wording. Let's look at these side by side. Can anyone tell me what might be happening in B that would intensify the differential, the negative response to B as opposed to A? I'm watching. By the way, if you didn't get this right, it's perfectly okay. That's why we test. Once we get into a certain zone, it's necessary to use the test to sort of break through the limits between what we know and what we should know. In a perfect world, there would be no marketing experiments. There would just be marketing, period. We might even call it marketing messaging. But you wouldn't need marketing experiments because you would know your customer so well you would message them perfectly. The problem is we don't live in a perfect world and the experiment is the bridge that, that crosses the chasm between what I know and what I need to know. And it's perfectly proper for you to be wrong when you guessed on which of these produced the greatest result. I think if you study B and as you start to think about what might be the problem, I'd like you to be aware something's happening. You're forming a hypothesis. And that hypothesis is the basis of the next test. And that is indeed what we're going to do in live optimization in a moment. We're going to be looking at these pages, diagnosing them. But the diagnosis is not enough. The diagnosis and its entire aim is for us to present a hypothesis that can be carefully represented in a new treatment and thus tested, which is what I would recommend with everything that we say today. The only thing I would say to you that I draw from this in a hypothesis is that I think some of the wording in B raises anxiety as opposed to uh, 
mitigating it. For instance, worried about buying a mattress online. You're now raising an issue they might not have even thought about. The fact that buying it online is especially risky. You're even suggesting that it's risky. And if you look carefully, not sure if a botanical bliss is right for you, again, we're emphasizing that you may be in a place in the thought sequence when you're not ready. There is negative positioning in the mind in order to achieve a positive result. But as we probably learned in school, what does a negative and a positive typically do when we multiply them? Because, by the way, these words are not added. They're sort of multiplication in their effect on the cognitive sequence. When we multiply a negative times a positive, we typically get a negative. And I think in this case, that may be the impact that we're experiencing. Certainly, we know from this test, there is a major difference in the reaction, and we can almost nail it down. One more test might help produce a final understanding. But, most of you are ready to see your pages reviewed. And I have a lot of people standing by, and we're going to move rapidly to move into live optimization. So, I shall take you to, where do I go? Do I just keep going here? There's a lot of key principles being moved on this page in front of you. I'm looking at my writers. I want to get past all of this to this. Live optimization. So, is this the first one I have in front of me? Coupons for education. Okay, so I have a top of the page, middle of the page, and bottom of the page. Audience, let's take a good look at this. And is there any way that we see a whole page lined up, or is it sort of being pieces? There we go. It's coming live on the side. Good. All right, so we went from the deck to the actual website, and I'll let you scroll down for us, if you will. And this is uh, the tech team sort of supporting us today. I'm in our studio. All right, let's just stop right there. Audience, in a moment, I'm going to ask you to help us. I want you to use the Q&A feature to start giving us your suggestions. So I'm going to need the tech team to display that for me. There we go. And I'll look at the large piece here. And audience, start to tell me. And remember something. We're not looking for just help that will uh, engage and benefit the person who submitted this page. We're looking for the transferable principle that we can apply to our own pages. And so let's look at what you're saying and then let's think about how we can transfer it. Dave, you're still on these. You are a glutton for punishment. Your name goes back. Goodness. How long have we been doing marketing experiments now? Was it 75 years, 76 years? Um, I think we used to do it before the Internet. We did it by the mail, and Dave was one of the original subscribees. Uh, Dave, it's good to see your name. And I see others on here that are old-time uh, attendees, and we're grateful to have you. Dave pointed out, you ought to know by now, um, hmm, you're looking at the warranty, and you're back to the original piece. Give me some of your thoughts on this page. What could we do to make this page more effective? Somebody says, what is the call to action? Somebody says, make the logo smaller. Somebody says, what am I supposed to do here? Somebody said, remove the main menu. Um, somebody says, a strong headline is needed. Now, these are all good thoughts. Let me give you a chance to continue to think, and I want to talk to the team that submitted this. This came from Mike Thomas. It is Coupons for Education. I'm going to start with the top of the page and move my way down, but I do want to point out that at the top of the page... We are beginning what's called page velocity. And in every page like this, there are three things you must achieve. You must help me understand where am I at, what should I do here, and why should I do it. So let's go right to the top of the page, and let me explain the first problem we have. I'm not sure where I'm at. I'm not sure precisely what I can do here, and I'm not sure why I should do it. This is because the image is using all of the dialogue space. 
We overestimate the power of an image. Less is more sometimes. And the image that could help me see and understand I'm dealing with a coupon has room to be accompanied by the right words that would carefully explain to me what it is I'm able to do here and why I should do it. Someone said earlier, where's the call to action? Now, I'm going to assume there's a call to action at the bottom, but since the page is very long, what they're really asking for isn't just the call to action. The call to action is like the climax in the plot of a story, and it is the climax that often helps you get a sense of where the story's going. It's like skipping ahead to the end of a book and reading the last chapter so you get a gist of how it's going to all turn out and what the essence of the story is supposed to be about. We shouldn't need to do that. Story click in every screenplay is an important part of its design, and it has to occur early enough in the story that you don't lose the audience. The same thing can be said of a web page. The story click of the web page needs to occur early on. In fact, you have about seven seconds. That might be four inches, depending on your resolution, in order to communicate those important points. Where am I at? What can I do here? Why should I do it? These critical questions must be answered easily and fast, and we're not doing it here. And part of the problem is our image. Part of the problem is our headline. Someone said there's a problem with a headline. It's not a headline. It's a title. Let me tell you something. A headline tells me something. Rarely have I found headlines to be as effective when they simply ask me something. Mostly, a headline tells me something, and one of the best kinds of tell is a promise. The headline that promises me something helps me feel like it's worth the investment to go further in to what is below. And getting me into the dialogue of the page is the goal. It is the number one objective of the headline. Headlines are essentially a pickup line for a new relationship. And that pickup line is a lovely way for us to envision how a headline serves as the bridge between a non-existent relationship and the birth of a new one. If I don't read what goes on past that headline, nothing happens in terms of genuine relationship. You don't know me, you can't talk to me, we can't interact, and your opportunity with me is gone. I could say more, but let's just swiftly touch the three columns. Now we have three columns, and there are some rare situations where three columns might be useful, but Mike... Before we even get there, we have a paragraph that has too many lines in it and no eye path. So scroll up above the three columns and notice that I have to absorb a large chunk of content. And one of the ways to have made that easier was to have used bold in the paragraph. And if you were to use bold, I'd be able to sort of think my way through each of the key pieces or to add bullet points or to break it into two paragraphs. Then without any sort of separator, single line that feels like a, let's call it a subheader, I have three different people standing on your page talking to me. Remember something, people don't buy from websites, people buy from people. And you've gone from a single voice now to three voices. And have you ever tried having a conversation with three people at the same time talking? I have done that frequently. This is because I have three children. One of them is in the studio today. She just turned 17. She can testify. I often have, I often have uh, three voices talking to me at the same time, and I find it uh, utterly chaos. This is what occurs here. We have three voices, and I'm not certain which one to listen to. And it does say schools, families, and companies if we sort it out. But you see, we haven't set that up by saying, you know, there are three particular ways or three groups of people or three kinds of, of um, 
organizations or three X, you know, setting up your categories and then helping me self-sort and filter. You just have three blocks of text unevenly distributed on the page. The columns are even, but the lengths are difficult. The lengths of the subheaders are not the same. The, the great for school, great for families, great for companies means that I'm reading the same line three times in a row with the only difference being the last word, which might promote clarity, but provides very little meaning. Great is a sort of vague word like the word chemical, so the copy itself is weak. And we don't have any visual setup to make this choosing very good. Slide down again. How it works. It's a headline. It is useful. It tells me what's going to happen. And as it does, I get a sense, you know, that, 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 that I'm going to understand how it works. But the next thing I see is a series of icons that look like something I should click on. And to this moment, in fact, drag the mouse over that if you would. Are those clickable? Click on one. I don't think it's clickable. I can't tell whether that's a link I should click on or not. Scroll down again. So I'm moving through all of this, and then suddenly after those long, long sections, you know, headlines with what looks like icons but are not icons, I come to another very long paragraph. So I have to stop. Scroll down to the bottom. There's a lot that could be said about the copy, but let's get right to the bottom. Finally, I come to the call to action. Let's get down to the call to action. But how is it titled? Contact information. Is there anything in that that forms a headline that makes me really want to respond? No. Calling it contact information is of zero value whatsoever. It's called a value-neutral ask or headline instead of a value-positive. For instance, the headline might be, um, tell us where to send your X. And then a subheadline underneath it. You can have the whole thing in X and how fast it comes to me, for instance. And then uh, you have a form field on the left and a coupon sort of information on the, uh, this information on the left, information on the right. I don't even know what this left side is for. Coupons for education and contact information. Do I click on that link? Do I call that number? Or do I fill this in? And is there a particular order? And besides, why would I want to request information? Who woke up this morning and said to themselves, my God, I hope I get a chance to request more information? I think very few people, except probably Dave Fogel, who's on these phone calls and well, optimization clinics and probably lives for more information. He's a glutton for punishment. The rest of us, I don't think so. And Dave, you know I'm, I'm teasing you. The reality is, there's no promise associated with clicking that button. It's an incredibly weak call to action. Now, Mike, I know you submitted this, and certainly I, I would think that you didn't submit it like, uh, you know, for, uh, for me to criticize you for 10 minutes solid. What we're after is a diagnosis that leads to a treatment which leads to a healthier, better performing page. And the good news is there's a lot you can do and it's easy work that could produce a significant gain. And if you want to think about this page, get a redesign in place, submit it to our people, help us look at it. We'll even give you some thoughts and comments before you go live with it. We'd love to find out what happens if you test it and we might even talk about it on an upcoming clinic. Thank you, Mike. Let's go to a new page. So what am I looking at next here? Hilton Worldwide. Wait a second. I know this group. We have some friends. These, uh, uh, William, uh, I think, and, and I look at, let me look on the slide notes. William, Josh, okay, both, I remember both of you. You guys have been on a lot of our web clinics, and it's great to have you here. And I'm looking now at uh, Hilton Worldwide and at a page. 
So, let's ask ourselves, first of all, from looking at this page, what is the goal of the page? And let's bring it live in the lab. You can see the top and you can see the bottom, but let's go to a, to a web view of the page. And as we do so, audience, tell me the objective. You tell me right now. I'm watching the Q&A feature. Pull it up in front of me and tell me what you think the objective of this page is. Uh, it is... Hmm, to get them to book a room, to get them to book a room. Okay, scroll up to the top. Scroll up to the top. Discover our big Apple hotels in New York City, New York. I suppose this is a landing page specific to the area. And then you have uh, two paragraphs of text and two ways to view opportunities. Excellent. All right, audience. So tell me what you think could be done here that would improve the performance of this page. All right, someone suggested that we browse, uh, have a browse best deals tab. Someone says, get rid of the text if it doesn't hurt SEO. Someone says, uh, there's no call to action in the top third. Someone says, it doesn't even look like New York. Interesting point. Someone says, more engaging, inviting headline. Someone says, um, yes, I can see the webinar, but I can't hear the speaker. <laughs> well, you're probably enjoying it more than most of the people then. Um, somebody says, uh, Better headline and perhaps featuring great prices. Um, all right, so let's stop and think about this for a moment and see what we can do to improve performance. First of all, let's start with the headline. The headline is in all caps. In study after study that we've run, a headline in all caps is more difficult to read. It's already more difficult when you have text over an image. I would question the actual type, font, and approach in the size of the headline. I would also question whether it should be left or in the center. And then I would ask yourself what discover actually means to someone who is uh, on this site because it doesn't talk about discover a cool price, a great opportunity, a great value. Are they looking for a value or are they looking for a really unique hotel? And if they're looking for one or the other, it would be best to find out what their motivators are and include those motivators in the wording of the headline. I would also be careful about calling them Big Apple. Yes, many people associate Big Apple in New York, but Apple has come to mean a lot of things besides that, and people don't read the whole headline, and I would be crystal clear about what you're doing, and I would not make them work to the end of the sentence to find out where and what that is. If they're looking for a hotel in New York, get that crystal clear from the beginning to the point made by someone else. I mean, I live in New York during the middle of the week. I'm in Florida now, which is where my home is. Uh, but I would have to look at that skyline twice to be certain, even though that's a recognizable landmark. Very recognizable, probably, to people who look at it out their window. It happens to be out my window uh, from where I stay. But I'm not sure that it's immediately apparent we're talking about New York City. And I'm not sure it's clear what benefit or value I'm specifically going to achieve by interacting with this site. So now I'm going to go to the text beneath that. And we now move to that, but we do it in a box fashion above tabs that have list view and grid view. And worse, list view and grid view are right above the center. I'm not sure, but I would test those tabs on the left or on the right because they now get in the way of headlines, subheaders, or strategic text that might drive someone deeper into what's happening below. It's very natural to see those tools, for instance, far right, and to use that vital space to say something really important in a compelling subheader. I would then, let's look, drill down on the text itself. Um, I'm reading, I've just read it rapidly. I'm not certain that this text, other than its goal to uh, drive search engine, and if it is, I'd like to talk to you about SEO strategies 
and even recommend some experts from our staff or some friends of ours that might help you accomplish the same SEO uh, ranking but placing it in a different location on the page. I would use that key space to communicate high quality value and a differentiator from your value proposition, a reason why I should be searching on this page and not looking at or through some other travel site. And I could name a few right now that we all know of where we often go in order to look for the better deal. I think you have to overcome something else too. If this page is being presented by the Hilton, and I'm certain that it is from, you know, knowing our friends there, many people have this sort of bias that when they shop for a hotel with you, they're not going to get nearly as good an opportunity as they might if they shop for a hotel with one of these third-party organizations. I would try to list the main anxieties in my mind that someone might have about shopping on a page from Hilton, and I would consider either addressing all of the positives that differentiate you or some of the negatives that would most likely block people from getting into what happens below. Then let's go a step further. Because your images are so large in this page, look how far you have to engage with the page before you start to get to the main point. Scroll down a little bit. Those prices are vital. I would get them up and higher on the page. When I can see a high-quality room at some of the hotels that you have listed here, at those price points, I start to see the real value of the page. I think I have to get too far down the page before I start interacting with one of the most important features of the page. Also, I don't know how simple, it, speaking of anxiety, it is to book here. Is this a three-step process? Can the average person do it in less than two and a half minutes? How do I use this page? Is there a step one of three? Is there a sense that this is a very simple process that I can do really fast, get the best selection and the best pricing opportunity? All of that is missing in the design of the page. And all of those key pieces could be addressed, still preserve rankings, and still accomplish you know, your, your brand guidelines and, and probably still satisfy legal. I say this because we've done a lot of research in the travel space. And I see an opportunity to make this page perform maybe better, which is what we're here for together. So, William and Josh, thank you for submitting the page. Let us come alongside you, look at your designs, talk to you about what you might do in a redesign. We'll do everything we can to help. I want to go fast. I'm going to talk fast. Audience, will you forgive me if I do so, but my time is running out and I don't want to stop until I've got as many of these pages as I can within our, uh, within our time limitation. So, this is the Indianapolis Star. It's great to have your page. We... Uh, we do lots of experimentation right now with the New York Times and the Boston Globe and the Chicago Tribune and a long list of uh, major newspapers here and in other countries. So this is an interesting page for us to look at. This is the landing page. It says subscribe now and get three months for the price of one. All right, so there is a clear offer, except let's start with that part. I'm not going to ask the audience because our time is short. Do you see the most important word in the headline is lost in the middle of the sentence? I've run tests on this. Talk to anyone from our staff, anybody on this call, and I will give you the 10 headline test where we tested the word get. Get doesn't belong in the middle. It belongs at the front. Get your first three months free with your subscription. You know, free for free or free for the price of one with your new subscription too. In other words, start with get. Make it what's called a point first sentence and put the value at the front of the sentence, the get part at the front of the sentence. You can only do three sentences, point first, point last, or point middle. In this case, uh, you're doing it point middle, which is the worst design for a headline, 
and uh, we can help you with that. That alone has value in driving up uh, response rates. Then it says, all options include, interesting. Scroll, what, what am I looking at? Is that further down the page or did that just come up, pop up? Okay, let's stop right there. The pop-up is very important because what it, and by the way, I just ran a test on this. So what I'm talking about right now reminds me of a test we just ran where the pop-up actually dropped conversion. And the reason it did is because I had one offer and then the pop-up offered another offer. And what we discovered is the customer says, well, how cheap can I get this thing? I better do some investigation before I commit to any of these offers. Obviously, there's a huge range that I might be able to buy this thing for. And in effect, what we've done with the interrupt is we have underscored a particular doubt in the mind of the customer, and that is that they might be able to get a better value. And in fact, in doing so, we dilute our own value proposition by using the emphasis on the cost reduction instead of the value gained in our marketing copy. I go a step further and say, uh, Emily, I, I, I don't feel like this is, um, this is a problem the entire industry is making. And we're studying it across the industry with industry leaders right now because what we're doing in what was formerly and what has been conceived of as a declining industry is we are we're confirming our customers' concerns that it may not be worth what it used to be by constantly discounting our way into more subscribers. There's a better way. You can only do two things. Ratchet up the value or you can... Ratchet down the cost. We're ratcheting down the cost and hoping to get more subscribers. And the interrupt can be particularly dangerous in that. Let's go back one more time to the main page. Close that out. We have four offers. This is called choice framing. Uh, Emily, I ran a series of tests on this. We have, for instance, with the Times and our new digital offer that came out some time ago, you probably have too many price points being offered at the same time based on the studies that we've done in the past. And I think reducing that will help you. There's more I'd like to say. But if you can believe it or not, we're out of time already. So audience, um, first of all, forgive me, I'm, I've packed it as much as I can and spoke as fast as I could, but we're completely out of time and I'd like to help you more. And I'll tell you what I will do. Emily, talk with our team and we'll finish this. I'll get some experts on the phone that work in your industry to help you with this and we'll look at our case studies and see if we can help you think about this page. And let me see... We had a few more of you that if we picked you and we couldn't get to you, write us. We may be able to get somebody from our staff to talk with you. I had a handful of you that, uh, that we were going to try to pull into if we had more time. We'll do anything we can to help you. It's hard. We have deadlines and many things here too. But we want to serve you with everything that we can and, and help you go back and get a significant lift. So thank you for your trust. If you enjoyed it, do you want to do more live op? Could you tell me that before you go? Use the Q&A feature and tell me that because... We're trying to balance the teaching with the live op. If you'd like to see more of this, let us know because we're planning all of 2015 right now and there may be a way for us to do more of these. Like one session live op and one a teaching session. One session live op and one a teaching session. Any thoughts you have even about our frequency and how we do this would be great. Okay? So thank you. And I will read, we will read, all of us, but I'm reading right now every single comment that comes in. It matters a lot to us. So take a moment and tell us your thoughts and thank you again. Thank you for listening to this recording of a Marketing Experiments live web clinic. You can sign up to receive invites to future live web clinics, as well as receive access to $10 million worth of internet marketing research at marketingexperiments.com. Mm-hmm.